Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Lori. And today we have a very special episode for you. We are going to look back on the last two seasons of Thrifters Villa, all 101 episodes. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I guess our last episode was 100. I didn't realize it till I was creating this script. I was like, oh my goodness, we've officially reached over 100 episodes on Thrifters Villa with all of you. And we're so thankful for all of your support over the last two years. So sit back and relax and enjoy the show. We will see you at the table. Here we are, 101 episodes in on Thrifters Villa. So crazy. Yes, that's unbelievable, Daniela. It's crazy. Wild. It's been a ride. It's been it's it's been a ride. It has been fun. We have met so many people. It has been a joy. And uh, last week, Spotify released their stats that they do every year at the end of the year. So we got Thrifters Villa stats we wanted to share with everyone. Some of them kind of surprised me. It was kind of very, very interesting to see. Um, But the first one we have here is that we have five new countries that listen to us this year. Finland, Norway, Honduras, Denmark, and Spain. So hello to all of our friends around the world. (laughs) That's just really that's crazy. That is. That's really fun. That's it fun. is wild. And Thrifters Villa is currently being listened to in 31 countries total. Like here we are thinking these two little girls, right, in, in New England. <laughs> and we have 31 countries that are listening to us right now. Like, I guess you just you never envision a podcast going that far, but it does. That's how far it goes. It's yeah. wild. Thank you, Spotify. Wow. Right. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. Um, Our listenership is up over 57% in 2021 compared to 2020. Thank you guys so much for your support. Yeah, it's, it's been, it's been interesting. I remember, I remember episodes when we were like, we're up to 200 listens this week. Yay! (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's the nature of growth and YouTube and Instagram and and everything that we do, you know, and, and it's nice to see that, that growth. Yeah. It always feels like a big, like a, such a grind in the beginning. You're like, am I ever going to see the numbers that I envisioned to see? And then here they are, you know, this is, this is just proof that all that hard work, work we've put in it's showing. And, um, our followers have increased by over 133% from 2020, which is crazy. So thank you to all of you that follow us, that listen to us every week, that enjoy our content. (laughs) The community keeps growing and that is just wild. It's Mm -hmm. wild. Okay. Now this is crazy. Uh, we have released 2,859 minutes of content this year. (laughs) That's a lot, lot Daniela. <laughs> it is a lot of Lori and Daniela. Two thousand, almost three thousand minutes of us, and you guys listen to it all. So, th- thanks for that. <laughs> oh wow! Um, as we look back at some of your favorite episodes, we wanted to share them with you guys, and also share some of our favorite episodes over the last two years. Yeah. Um, so one, I remember this first one. This keeps right. This keeps and isn't this crazy that I this is the one that ranks title. number one? I, I, you came up with the title too, Lori. This was your idea behind the sourcing curtain. That was oh, your wow. title idea. Wow. Thanks. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, it was. It was behind your sourcing It was your curtain. idea. Yeah. And then yep. we ended up having a second episode, right? Because we broke it up into two. Um, but the first one behind the sourcing curtain, which is season one, it's our second episode ever on Thrifters Villa. Um, and you guys clearly love it because it's ranking number one. It's been ranking number one. They ranked number one last year and it's ranking number one this year. Uh, we broke up into episodes, like Lori said. So it's episode two and three. And then we kind of redid behind the sourcing curtain this season. And that also did really well. But episode two is just killing it compared to everything else. So I want to go yes, back you guys. and listen to it. What did we even say? I have no memory. I rem- I well, I remember bits and pieces of it. So it's like we talked about the different brands that we currently were sur- sourcing for, things that we noticed with the brands that we were picking up. And, you know, I, I think it was a very... Um, it was like where we were at that point in time. It was like a lot of free people and anthropology. And, you know, like if we were to listen to it now, which we kind of did in season two, but I think if we sat back and listened to it even again, it would be like, wow, things have things. Yes. We still relate to a lot of things that we said. Anthropology. (laughs) Things still really haven't changed (laughs) too too much. The more things change, the more they stay the same. 
Yeah, it's so true. But that that's the one you guys really enjoy seeing. And, um, you know, I, I think it's, it's nice to see that it's something and I think it makes sense. Like, sourcing is something that we all enjoy. And it's something that people love learning about and what other people are picking up. And a lot of our episodes where we talk about brands and stuff tend to do well. And I just think it's what the community is always um, like, I guess, thirsty for, right? They want that knowledge. They want to know what's everyone else in the community doing and, and use it to help build their own, you know. Yeah. I used to say uh, at my Weight Watchers meetings, my favorite my favorite, um, like guides or whatever, the people who ran the groups were people who would talk about food and recipes. Like that's what yeah. I wanted. I wanted to show food at Weight Watchers and like what was working and recipes that worked and the people that were like, you know, happy clappy. And why do we do this? And you know, what's the psychology behind why we eat? I'm like, I don't want to know the psychology. I want to know. Yeah. What I, I don't care what I eat, how many points it is. So yeah. <laughs> what can I eat? What can I put in it? And is this good for me? Great. Exactly. Thanks. Moving That's on. what I want. It's the same thing with sourcing. What's working for you? How is it working for you? How much is it selling for? Great. I can do that too. Kind of thing. So that was the first one. Uh, the next one is just like, welcome to Thrifters Village is our first episode, which kind of makes sense that it's number two on the list. Cause it's the very first one. Uh, Lori, you want to read the next one? Uh, season two, episode 18, underrated brands. Oh, that's interesting. This episode yes. had such a big response and we had a lot of fun coming up with this list for you. We did have fun for that one. I remember that yeah. everyone talks yeah. about the bolo brands or sought after brands, but not many p- people talk about the underrated brands. Yeah, that's true. Uh, because I feel like, um, and I'm guilty of this, like sometimes when, when you have any sort of a platform, you like beat a good thing to death. And I think that you know, that has happened with certain brands and maybe that's why they're not so awesome anymore. <laughs> I don't know. And then there are the ones that, you know, I think L.L. Bean was one of my underrated brands, like just a brand that not many people yeah. talk about, but then I look at my what's old. I'm like, ah, oh, that, that, look at that, that's old and that's old, you know? And so you do have those brands. Do you remember any of your? Yes. Um, one of mine was coach. Okay. Um, the other one was um, Michael Kors. And Zara, I feel like those three, because those are like your typical like mall brand, right? Like that's what you categorize it under. It's not design. It's not considered designer anymore because it's located in like Macy's and all these other department stores, but, and it's definitely not luxury, even though they have branches of their brands that could be considered luxury. And I just feel like people bypass them because they have a history of being in all these different stores. And, um, you know, at one point in time, maybe in the early 2000s or or even earlier, they were worth more. They were looked at at a higher, I guess, level. And now they've kind of like plateaued out into this mid-tier or lower. And I guess you can say that about any brand though. So like right now, those are the underrated ones that I'm noticing, but I feel like all these brands have rotations, right? Like anything Mm -hmm. else, everything rotates and- um, I'm and sure, if, you know, if we brand. do this again, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I was just going to say different things within each brand could do like right now. I think yeah. coach, I would not consider underrated necessarily right now. I think vintage coach is like super hot right now. Um, in mm-hmm. Y2K coach, I think is pretty good. Angie just came home and wanted like a signature coach bag, like one that really? I would, yeah, she wanted the little one, a little, a little shoulder one that fit like right under, um, like that just very basic. And she's like, Oh my God, this is what I want. And it was black on black. So it was still a little neutral. It wasn't like bright or anything, but I had the vintage leather and I had a lot of stuff for her to choose from. And that's what she picked. And I was surprised. And it looked adorable. It like once she put it on with her outfit, I was like, Oh God, absolutely. That looks so adorable, you know, but when yeah. she first chose it, I, I was surprised, but that was like Y2K and that's her generation. So interesting. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting that you say that. Cause I see, I generally bypass the signature coach and I'll grab the leather and I'll leave the signature behind. Hmm. But you don't sell Good on time. like pop and things like that. Like I bet if no. we, pop, we would probably see more of that style. I'm guessing. Probably. I don't know. It's not where I hang out. So I'm not sure. Yeah, no, me neither. I don't feel like I belong in that crowd. <laughs> <laughs> don't fit in. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. You can read uh, next one where okay season one episode eight and that was our interview with denali where we discussed ebay and the goodwill outlets so goodwill outlets outlets and ebay always bring a lot of conversation that's for sure um and then the last one was season two episode 32 which is fall and winter 2021 trends and i know Lori and i both love doing these little trend reports and looking ahead at the next season and what 
the fashion looks like and all of that fun stuff and trying to relate it to thrifting and reselling all at the same time. So fall and winter, that's, I, I, it's interesting that fall and winter ranked higher than any of the other ones. And I just think for me personally, I prefer fall and winter fashion. Oh, yeah. Like there's I mean, more to I choose from. Fashion, I think the fashion industry prefers it too. Like I think everybody gets excited for fall fashion and um, yeah. maybe maybe just being two girls from New England, that's what brought it, <laughs> brought it home for us because right. we're really excited. Maybe a little biased when it comes to that, but there's just so many things to choose from when it comes to fashion in the fall and the winter. I love it. And it's always exciting um, to see like how you can take runway and then, uh, you know, create that little Pinterest board in your mind and see what you can then hunt for and find out at the thrift and, you know, make it relevant. It's fun. Yeah. I think sometimes, um, I try to do it and then I kind of lose sight of it because I'm like, Oh, look at this brand, look at this brand, look at that brand. And I kind of lose sight of that whole, okay, maybe I should stop looking at the brands and focus on the things that people are looking for right now. Um, even if it's not going to bring in whatever my average selling price typically is and just kind of go for the style and aesthetic of it all. I feel like other people are so much better at it than I am. I, I, I struggle with that. Something that I wish I was better at, you know, I, I work towards it, but I definitely struggle with that. Yeah. I think it has to be very intentional for me, mm-hmm. at least like I find like I have a thrift challenge coming up this week with a couple of friends who I'm collaborating with for my holiday series. And it's, and I really like I when I was going over it with friends, I, I was saying, OK, so specifically like X, Y and Z, this is what we're looking for. Or I remember when I did the challenge with Blake and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like an outfit and accessories. And I found that I shopped so different than I normally shop. And I was looking in sections that I normally don't look in, but it was it was really fun. But I, I for me, it has to be a very conscious decision. Yeah. 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 I feel like my mentality is always look for the brand, what's going to bring in the most amount of money. So for me to like transition that it's tough sometimes, like you said, you have to really go in with that mindset. Maybe that, maybe I'll challenge myself in the future and do that. Like pick one day that I'm going to go sourcing and just go based off of like, what, what I see that's trending things that people are looking for. And then go off of that. As long as cost of goods works out, then why not be a little adventure for myself. That'd be fun. Um, so I thought it'd be fun to talk about some of our favorite episodes over the last two years. And I know for me personally, one of my absolute favorite ones are the trend reports. Like we've been talking about, I and and Lori, we both love fashion. We love looking at different things that are currently trending in different brands and we love shopping. I mean, we just, it's just something that we both enjoy. And uh, I think to sit down and watch the runways and read the different blogs and see what um, is up and coming in the next season has always been something that we enjoyed on Thrifters Villa. Yeah. But I have to say, I didn't really follow many like fashion shows and stuff until we started the podcast. And it was just a really fun way to tap in to, to just the Mm -hmm. real, like where it all happens, like where all the, where it all starts. And then you see like bloggers takes on it. And then you see, you know, other trend reports um, in, in different genres outside of reselling. And I found that to be really interesting, but then you realize it all starts at the top, you know, and then the runway shows become just super intriguing and it's such a production and, so yeah, that's, that's something that I really didn't follow until Thrifters Villa and it, it's just been really fun. And now I don't miss them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're always interesting to see how each brand interprets a, a style or a trend differently because each one might have an element of a certain trend, but they all interpret it in a different way. And I think that's, if, if you're a lover of fashion and design, it's very fascinating to see that. And, and like you said, the production, it's always beautiful to watch a fashion show. Like they're just mm these big elaborate things and they tell a story and it's, it's really fun. It's art. You know, it, it is definitely art. Um, and, and then like, I, Oh, go ahead. No, 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 I, go I was ahead. just going to say, no, when, when we would do the trend reports, I would purposely not go to any bloggers or read any articles on what was trending because I really wanted to see what my interpretation was, whether I was on point or not, didn't really matter. It was kind of like what I took away from a particular fashion show. So I would purposely not, and I would like sit there with my notebook and be like, oh, a lot of fringe or, oh, they're all wearing yeah. black or whatever it was like faux fur from head to toe or whatever the trend was. And I would, and then you'd go on to the next fashion show and then you would see similarities, but differences. And then, and then like by the third or fourth, I'd be like, okay, I'm seeing this in every single runway show. This must be something. And then, then I would start watching the stuff. So that's how I would do the research. And it was, it was like a little game. It was fun. 
Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's also crazy because the designers are so far ahead or the fashion world in general is so far ahead than like what the average person is. Like we're looking to buy a season ahead and, and, you know, luxury and all these big fashion designers are already producing summer right now. Like they're just so far ahead of us. And to see like what's coming up is always fun too. It kind of piques your interest when you watch them. It's, you know, it's, October, November, and you're watching spring, summer, and you're like, oh, okay. So I guess this is what's going to be coming up the pike for the summertime. And then you start to slowly see it in all the department stores and you see it in Revolve and you see it in anthropology and like you slowly start seeing it being pushed out there. And it's always, it's cool to see that, um, that whole transition. Uh, the next one that I put on here, and I'm sure Lori will agree with me, and this was recent, but the episode that we just did with Ryan and Lindsay, that interview was probably by far one of my most favorite interviews that we have ever done on Thrifters Villa. They are just a humble, successful, just all around great couple. Um, their methodology mm-hmm. is solid. I mean, everything about them. That episode, we both left that episode and we were like, wow, just blown away. Yeah, it's it's really interesting to see how people's businesses run and how they're different. I always love to hear people's stories and how they got started. And I think their beginning was really interesting. And I think the fact that they just weren't greedy, that they were really yeah. just, you know, trying to make ends meet for a while. And then, you know, how can we grow this? And uh, the systems that were in place were pretty impressive. And the fact that like Lindsay came from a family business and she had that background and Ryan was coming from a different place. It, it also made me a little envious for that partnership, you know, because it yeah. is such a gift to have two people who are in it, um, you know, super excited about it as the other. And yeah, they're just a phenomenal team. And now they have a little baby and it's, it was just, it was a really fun interview. They, they, they had mad energy and it was contagious and I just really enjoyed it. And yeah, I hope we cross paths with them again. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is the veil now streaming only on Hulu. Yeah, absolutely. It would be, it'd be great to meet up with them. Um, They're just, they're just wonderful. So that, that was another one of my favorites. Um, I enjoyed that in their local, which is always, yeah, which is always nice. (laughs) Always nice to have local people on. Uh, And then another one that I had on here was our interview with Sarah, the owner and CEO of Fashion File. That was like, that was a big moment for Lori and I on Thrifters Villa to have someone from this, you know, big corporation come on and meet with us and talk to us. And her story was also fascinating. She started on eBay and yeah. built her way up and created this company. Like talk about motivation. Like she literally was doing what we're doing and now has this empire that she's building across the nation. She's in Neiman Marcus. Like it, that was, that was great. It yeah. was just, I have no other words. Besides, it was just wonderful. Crazy. And she was so ahead of the curve with um, yes. online luxury shopping and, um, you know, really wanting to create a platform that people could trust and, and saw that there was a need for that. And I mean, I was just ranting this morning about Poshmark and, you know, scammers on Poshmark. And I you saw know, that. Yeah, I purchased something and it kind of felt a little too good to be true. But certain certain accounts, if they only have like two or three items, I will definitely avoid. But this was like a mom and picture with her baby girl. And, you know, she had a bunch of like kids clothing. So I'm like, maybe. And it wasn't like... It wasn't like $200. It was $900. So it wasn't like yeah. overly too good to be true. And it was a recent list. So yeah. And of course she canceled right away and blocked me, which has happened like on three or four occasions on Poshmark. And then the counterfeit is just a whole different Ugh. level of frustration. Whole but world. To focus on the positive. Yeah. I think that Sarah saw that people wanted luxury secondhand. Um, it was It was just such a niche. I don't know where... Um, like the real, real or companies like that were at the time that she started Fashion File. I don't really I don't, remember the context of it, but anyways, both of those companies, you know, it's it's nice to have companies you can at least trust as far as authenticity goes. You know what I mean? And yeah. 
Yeah, she was she was super down to earth and she took a lot of time to talk to us and she really did. And, was I like, mean, and we felt guilty. We were like, it's it an hour and a half. You have to go. I mean, <laughs> she volunteered to come on and talk with yeah. us. And we had heard her on um Clubhouse and yep. Daniela reached out to her and got that interview. So yeah, that was that was a great interview. I really enjoyed that. I did for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Next up are these, these are always fun episodes. These are like the episodes where we're like, what the hell are we going to do this week, Daniela? Yeah, exactly. How about truth or dare? That's always fun. And like, we would let laugh and like, those would really be fun episodes. Um, yeah. And some of the stuff we'd come up with would, would be hysterical. Um, I remember I had you talk with ice in your mouth. Wasn't that it? You had to talk with ice in your mouth or something ridiculous. Oh my God. Uh, those laughs you hear are real. We're really laughing at each other. Yeah, because you have to do like uh, what what can what can people hear that they can't see? Yeah. So that was fun. I remember we had to go in and delete old listings. Oh, that was yeah, I remember we did that and we were like forcing ourselves to delete things, but it was also good because it was motivating for us. It was like, all right, fine, let's just do it. You know, yeah. we did it together. Those were fun. We did a few of those and um, we, we have we had a lot of good laughs with, with those episodes. Yeah. Um, this next one, I think our listeners really enjoyed and we enjoyed researching it and it was how to distinguish brands in their diffusion lines. This was so much fun to research, but then mm-hmm. also talk about and share with everyone. And I think the response was really great on this too. I think people were surprised by some of the diffusion lines and they hadn't heard about some. And it was, it was like a great deep dive for us to do personally to grow as resellers, but then to share it with everyone else. Your Ralph Lauren deep dive was fantastic, Lori. That oh, was fantastic. Thank you. I, I still, like I, I had a Ralph Lauren pair of shoes in my um, hall tonight and I still get confused. I think I have it straight now. I think purple's at the top, but um, there's purple and black. So. Those are the top two, but yeah. Yeah. No, Ralph Lauren is like a novel. So that was, I think that's all I could handle for that episode was Ralph yeah. Lauren, which is why it seemed good. There was just so much content around it. Um, but but yeah, they're, they're just endless diffusion lines. And I feel like I, I need like a reference book on me at all times. Um, because I know. Yeah, that was, that was, you know what I, what I do, Lori is if, when I found, um, and this happened recently, I found a Ralph Lauren polo country that we discussed yeah. in that podcast episode. Mm-hmm. I went back to the episode and listened to what you said, cause I couldn't oh. remember oh. anything about it. I was like, I need to go back. I need to listen to what Lori said. Cause I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. There are probably articles online that were a lot more articulate than I was in that episode because, you okay. know, I got information from other people, but yeah. yeah, it was, there was, there was so much. And my next, my next deep dive on my YouTube channel is going to be Levi's. I've promised that. Ooh, <laughs> um, nice. is another thing that I really need to dig into. Um, and there's so much when it comes to Levi's, even the way that you read the tags to know the date of when the item was made. Like there's just so much that goes into it. Absolutely. That would be fun. Yeah, that'll maybe 2023 for that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. One thing at a time. (laughs) One thing at a time. Excuse me. Behind the sourcing curtain you have listed here. That was a good one. I liked that one. I think I, I think I like it for two reasons. One, it was our first ep- our first real episode, right? That we came out with. Our intro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then too, I just think it's fun to reflect on and like listen back and reflect on the brands that maybe at that point in time were either really hot for us or we were struggling with then. And then you look back now and you're like, am I still struggling with that brand? Does that brand have a second life with me now? You know, like it's, I just think it's nice. It's a nice thing to reflect on and knowing that it has helped many people um, is always Nice. Yeah. To know, I feel like we need disclaimers on our like dated content. Like I know <laughs> this may not be applicable in 2021. Like where we need at. to go back. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? But it yeah. still would be really interesting to go back. I mean, I feel the same way. Like when I watch old, old videos from anyone, you know, when I find somebody on YouTube and I'm really excited about them and then I go back and watch their content from years prior, it's, it's interesting to see you know, where they were coming from at, a, at an earlier point in their journey. I um speaking of that. I just did that recently with, there's this skincare uh, YouTube channel that I watch all the time. It's two girls, Felicia and Rowena, and it's called beauty within. And they focus on a lot of like Korean beauty, but they also do now present day. They do a lot of like what you find in Sephora and stuff like that too. But they started off as just a Korean beauty 
um, YouTube channel. So when I go back in the videos, it's just Korean beauty and all these different brands that I don't even know if they even exist anymore um, that seem interesting. But then you watch the videos now, which is when I kind of really started watching them the last year. It's all Korean plus mixed in with things I find in Sephora and stuff. Great channel. Loved watching the older videos too, but it's it's interesting to see that evolution that people have. The podcast has had it as well, um, but it, it's fun to just reflect. Yeah, Let's absolutely. Get all of that evolution for sure. And of course the Q and A's are always, oh, fun. those are always fun. It's always fun to just see what people are interested in knowing. Um, yeah. About the podcast or about um, individuals or, or whatever. It's, it's fun. And sometimes they surprise me and other times I'm like, Oh, I would want to know that too. You know? So, but no, they're, they're fun. I love Q and A's across the board. I like, yeah. Whether it's on YouTube or here or wherever it is, I think Q and A's are fun because you get to know the person, um, better in as, as an individual and, and you know, how their perspective on things and how they see things. But then you also get to see like the funny side or like the quirky side or, oh, I never realized that they had a, that kind of hobby or something, you know, and people ask sometimes things that you just don't anticipate <laughs> and you're like, oh, well, you want to know that? Okay. You know, and you gladly will share it if it's appropriate, but Q and A's are always fun. And that's kind of like, those are the episodes that Laura and I always look forward to. It was like, okay, we can just sit back and just answer people's questions. Like we don't have to worry about coming up with anything. You came up with it for us. Thank you very much. (laughs) Um, I remember when the the fire resellers, the fire, the fire resellers said that um, they gave us some review at one point and they said that I was like unfiltered or something. If you want to see Lori unfiltered, go to Thrifters Villa. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. what do I say that's so different? I think you might have swore on the episode or something. So I they were like, I swear on Thrifters Villa and I don't on my, um, on YouTube, obviously. Well, because you get um, dinged big time on YouTube when you swear. They don't like yeah, it. Yeah, it's just different. I mean, I'm not in my PJs when I'm on YouTube. Right. So. <laughs> this is so true. <laughs> the it's level true. Of that I guess we are a little more unfiltered when it comes to the podcast, but you can be, you know, it's, it's, it's a conversation it's a little different um and that's the format that we've always had to just be who we are you know just be authentic and be who we are direction when there's another person you're working with you know what I mean instead of like absolutely a certain a certain goal with like a YouTube video person you know for example but yeah interesting I thought that was funny yeah I remember that post when they did that I was like "Hmm, Lori unfiltered look at that (laughs) it scared me a little bit (laughs) Like you did something wrong. <laughs> yes. I'm like, what did I say? What did I say? I think uh, you swore. I think that's what it was. I think you said shit like, to be exact. <laughs> really? Hmm, okay. All right. All right. I'll take it. <laughs> These, I think were Lori and I's absolute 100. Well, maybe this, the one after this is like our number one top favorite, but like overall episodes where we just sat down and talked and just had like therapy sessions and we labeled them as therapy sessions. Like this is just Lori and Daniela sitting down and just venting to each other because oh that's where we're at right now in life. And, right. and I think people enjoyed it too, because it's like, oh, they're real humans on the other end of, oh, of the course. mic. But I mean, I hope so. I hope it wasn't like super self-serving and like people are like, oh dear God, stop. You know? Stop talking. <laughs> Notice none of the therapy sessions were in the top five episodes. Yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't do them. I don't know. <laughs> I think those were more for us, but <laughs> that's okay. We need those too. We need we those need too. Them. Yes, we yeah. do. Yes, no. we do. But I, those, I liked them. <laughs> yes. No, I did too. I did too, for sure. <laughs> oh, it's always good to have a venting buddy once in a while, you know? Amen to that. And the last one, which I think Lori, you'll agree with me on, was um, our end of year episode that we did last year um, with our listeners with so many friendships came from that it was just it was yeah, so nice really special it was really special mm-hmm. it was um it was like an honor to have these people on and and now the women who were on that end of the year episode a lot of them are in our patreon now and we just got to know them on a you know on a in a different way and yeah. and in a lot of ways a lot of the people from that group are all inspirations to me. And, and I really enjoy following them on their Instagram accounts and learning from them. And they contribute so much to the, um, the Patreon, the discord that I'm rarely in. I'm so bad. Um, but when I, when I hop on and I read what people are sharing, I'm always like so impressed with our community. I love them. 
Yeah. And I, and I think that um, so many of those individuals were fairly new to reselling and they kind of turned to the podcast as a way to learn more and, and kind of be a part of a community. And now look at some of them, like they have just taken off in reselling and all the different things that they do. And um, like Lori said, they definitely inspire both of us and we love watching them. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's been great. It's been great. just great getting to know people through the zoom chats and, um, in the laughs that we've had, it's, it's been really fun. And I kind of feel like that episode was a little bit of a catalyst because after that was when we launched the Patreon and yeah. then, you know, kind of brought a lot of those friendships a little more deeper into the fold, which was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And, and really, for me, that's really what this is all about was, you know, forming those relationships and building a community where people felt comfortable to share their experiences and have someone to bounce an idea off of and all that kind of stuff. And, and at the same time, Lori and I developed our relationship and you'll see it in the episodes. I mean, it just, you know, our, our relationship grew and our friendship grew and, and our conversations got deeper or they, you know, we were sillier with each other and, you know, those first few episodes, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) those first few episodes, I mean, we were new to each other and to the podcast. And as time has gone on, I mean, we know where, where each other's at. We found our rhythm along the way, which was nice. And um, yeah, it's been great. It's been, I can't believe it's been two years. 101 episodes. Yeah. Almost 3000 minutes, man, man, oh man. Well, yeah. All right. Nice little recap there. Yeah. It's nice to look back and reflect on everything. And, uh, you know, we want to look forward to 2022 and we definitely want to tell all of you that we are so thankful for every single one of you from the bottom of our hearts, from the beginning to now, we are so thankful. Thank you for joining us every single week. Thank you for, I don't know, patronizing us, (laughs) you know, like just, just sitting down and listening to us while you're listing or thrifting or on your way to work. Some people send me messages like, Hey, I was just listening to the new episode and I was driving into work and it made me so happy. You know, just all that stuff is really nice. It's nice. It's always like, like whenever like a little tag for thrifters villa pops up, it, it warms my heart for real. It really does. Yeah. Um, And I really had no expectation because the you know, when this started, I, I had no idea what to expect from this. Mm-hmm. I was not a big, I'm still not like a huge podcast person. Like I, I listen yeah. to podcasts, but I, I wouldn't consider myself like a podcast junkie on any level. Yeah. And so I really didn't know what I was getting into. I tend to just be like, yeah, this looks good. You seem like a nice Let's person. Do it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and yeah, it's, it's really turned into something really special to me. So I, I appreciate everybody who listens every week. Yeah. We've met a lot of people. We've interviewed a lot of people. We've learned a lot. We have a Patreon group, like all of these things that Lori and I definitely didn't think would have been a thing. Go back to December of 2019, you know, when we first started it. Pandemic. Oh, that. (laughs) At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. We made it though. (laughs) And just so many things, amazing things have happened over the last two years. And we're forever grateful for all of you. And I'm grateful for Lori and her friendship and everything that we've done over the last two years, whether it be sourcing together or recording on the podcast, making time, even though we didn't want to sometimes (laughs) (laughs) sitting down and having those conversations and then having a blast while we're doing it. And then we finish and it's like, all right, that was fun. You know, right. that was, that I know. Was a sometimes good time. we would have to really gear up and then we'd, I'd say to Daniela before we'd get on, all right, can we just do 45 minutes? Like I'm toast. And then <laughs> it would be like an hour and a half later. I'd be like, okay. Like once we got into a rhythm, we just go, yeah. we just go. Yeah. It's been a great journey, Daniela. Thank you. Absolutely. It has. Same here, my friend. So Thrifters Villa will still be here in 2022 if you're wondering, but there'll be a slight 
change to Thrifter's Villa. And I'm just going to sit here and try not to cry. A slight change. <laughs> um, just a slight one. Um, so I am leaving the podcast. Um, it's been a really hard decision to make. And especially uh, saying this now after this episode that we just yeah, I we know. talked about. But it was a reflection for us. Yeah. Which, which is, you know, it is nice to see where we've been. Um, and I just think it's time for a new chapter in my life. And, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, I I feel like recently I haven't been able to give a hundred percent to the podcast and that really would really keep me up at night because I don't, I don't really like to take things on unless I'm going to give a hundred percent. And I think, for a while I was, and then I, I think, you know, there are other things that are going in different directions for me and, um, other things that I feel like I need to nurture at this stage in my life. And, and yeah, so unfortunately I feel like there's always something that has to give. And, um, yeah. and this unfortunately was, um, you know, we've, we've talked about it before, like last summer, 2020, mm-hmm. I felt like it was getting to be a lot. And then that's when Daniela started coffee talk and she did such a great job with that. And that's where we met a lot of new people and we had a lot of incredible interviews, um, on, on the podcast. And then I kind of got a second wind and we came back and then we did the Patreon and yeah. And I just think, I think that right now I I need my focus to be on YouTube. So I really hope that you guys Mm -hmm. will, continue to visit me over on my YouTube channel and um, just know that you can DM me anytime and how much you all really mean to me. And yeah, so that, that is all, but, but what's really good about this is that there is going to be a super incredible person to sit beside Daniela at the table. And I left, you know, when I, when I, when I gave my notice, so to speak, um, at that point it became Daniela's podcast and she could pick whoever she wanted to, um, to be here. And I tried to be, you know, I mean, I, at that point it was like, it was out of my hands. And I remember just sitting and hoping and wondering. And when she called me to tell me who her partner was going to be, I was like, Oh my God, perfect. It's like exactly who I could picture, you know? And now, all right, you're, know, I'm going to cry. <laughs> Don't start crying guys. It's going to be fine. Listen, <laughs> I love you, Lori. You know no. that. Yeah. I love you guys. I love you. I love and you. I'm, and I'm you're excited. welcome back whenever you want <laughs> for any episode. And Jen, sorry to come into this tearful introduction, but hi. <laughs> no, no, no. Yes. Now I want to give you a proper introduction because you guys are going to be so excited because you know, you may know her as the savvy outfitter um, on Instagram. Um, we know her as our friend and beautiful mom and temporary fellow New Englander. <laughs> She's in timer. Yes. But I would love to give a warm welcome to Jen Quinn, the new co-host of Thrifters Villa. Welcome, Jen. Hi, Jen. Hi, guys. Oh, I'm like, I'm been quietly too. sitting <laughs> in the background. <laughs> I have, and you know me, it's hard for me to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> she was nodding and stuff, and it was really like, hard not to be like, I know, right, Jen? But yeah. <laughs> uh, um, we're so excited, excited you're here, and you've been yeah. here before. You've been on the podcast yes. a couple of times. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. So people and you and Daniela shared a room on Clubhouse and people mm-hmm. probably remember that. But I am, I honestly, like I am beyond excited that Thank you, you are going to partner with Daniela. And it just, it makes me feel like the podcast is in good hands. Oh, <laughs> oh thank you. Well, thank you, Lori. I, I really do appreciate that. And I have some, some big shoes to fill, definitely, but <laughs> You know, I, I am so blessed and I'm so honored to be asked to be a part of this, you know, um, uh, believe it or not, everyone, Daniela, Lori and I are all friends in real life. (laughs) (laughs) We really are friends. I promise. (laughs) We really are. And, um, you know, I'm always, I so thankful for both of you and both of your friendships too. And I'm just so honored to, to be a part of this. I really am. So, uh, you know, I'm excited. I'm very excited. And like Daniela said, 
more than happy to have you on at any okay. point at any time. Thank course. you. Yeah, you'll literally anytime at all. You guys all. don't need me. You guys do not need me. You guys are going to kill it. And um, yeah, Daniela actually introduced me to Jen mm-hmm. for, at the, the big New England meetup. That New England meetup yeah. was yeah. pretty special. Um, yeah, that was. That, that, was, that, was, that was when it all started for all three of us. It did. Like that's where our friendship bloomed. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, present day, I mean, we went to Jen's baby shower, like- yeah. Reselling has really brought the three of us together and others too. They're in the area, but yes. you know, I'm the closest with the two of you. I mean, you two are like two of my best friends. <laughs> so Jen is the one who actually taught me the ropes at the bins in Boston. I did. I did. I really I did. Jen. Wait for those guys to open uh, back up again. And then I'll be 2022 is what I hear. Oh my gosh. I'm counting down the but I remember the day that we went, Jen, yeah. and we, um, you're like, when I come with friends, we stand across from one another because <laughs> they have the really deep bins in Boston they do. Mm-hmm. and they're they do. very, and so, um, you know, you could be in one bin for 20 minutes, hundred percent. but it was, it was really fun because we would stand across from one another mm-hmm. and we would like go through the bin until like, until like, you know, the head was in the, we to the bottom. And then we're like shoving everything over like next bin, next bin. But it was a really systematic way to do it. And I had never, I had never done the bins that way before. Um, I had only been to the South Carolina bins that were deep like that. And it was, it was a quick visit. Yeah. So that was like, yeah. And we found some really great things. I really can't wait for Boston bins to open up again. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. I absolutely love, love the bins. And we had so much fun that day. We really did. We really we did. Blast. And, um, and Jen is, knows a lot about fashion. And I think mm-hmm. you probably said it before on the podcast, but do you want to share with everybody what you did prior, um, prior to being a mom and a reseller and all the things that you do now? I mean, you, you developed an app, like you, you're, you're way more qualified to do this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you're so good. You have, I mean, no, in, in your current job with, you know, I don't know if you're, if you share that, but anyways, if you want to share a little bit about, you know, what you're bringing to the table here, cause it's a lot and people are very, yeah. Lucky. well, like I, I'm very happy to um, have a seat and I'm very honored to have a seat at the table here. Um, you know, for me, uh, my background is uh, fashion merchandising, fashion buying. So I got into buying many, many years ago. I don't want to age myself and tell you when, but <laughs> I, um, I started working, you know, for, for large retailers and working in all their different types of departments. So whether it was buying, um, inventory management, pricing, where I was literally like sending out all the stickers that go on the pricing tags, you know, little for, mylars. for the stores. Yeah. So I did a lot because um, being a buyer, it takes a while, you know, to get up there. It's a pretty prestigious job in a retail company. So it does take you time when you first get in, you got to kind of build your, your, yourself up. And uh, I did that for many years, you know, and and so um, buying has always been in my blood, I guess. I've always really liked it. And um, now, you know, I just translated my skills that I learned from buying into reselling. And that's how I ran my business for a really, really long time. And I still do to this day, you know, a lot of the principles of like reselling, um, you know, what are going to be my profit, my margins, the, you know, all these terms that people use, like return on investment, right? Buy one, get one, all those things we used all that there. So it's really interesting to see how that is now translated into reselling. And even in the time that I've been reselling, I've been reselling now since um, 2017. And um, the change that has happened in reselling is absolutely Mm. amazing. I think it really started as you know, something that people did as hobbies from the beginning. And then they're realizing, wow, there's actually money here. I can build, you know, um, really huge, amazing, impressive empires uh, out of like the garage of my house, the basement where I do this. Right. Um, And the way that people have become so systematic, it's really amazing to see, you know, the, the, um, the evolution, right of reselling. So uh, with my background, you know, I just kind of used a lot of those key tools. And, you know, that's kind of what helped me to develop my app at the time. And, um, you know, building automation, building systematic, 
you know, things in place for your business. You know, that was always something that I truly believed in, you know, because there was no reason why you shouldn't have a system, right. For something that you're doing in your house that you consider that small, but as we all know, we know people out there that are making amazing things happen every day. So, um, you know, that's kind of just been my background fashion. Yes. I mean, I've, I've bought everything from stuffed animals, which was the best thing ever to buy. <laughs> so I do know a lot about stuffed animals and, you know, that's, so that's really fun. Um, I used to buy for zoos, aquariums, children's museums, all those kind of fun destination places. From there, I used, I also bought for like a, like a yoga studio, which was like a hot yoga studio. So boutique, you know, athletic wear, um, love athletic wear. So athleisure, I was a part of the whole athleisure movement, you know, Way ahead um, of time. yeah, perfect timing. And, um, you know, I mean, I used to have meetings with the head of beyond yoga, you know, the head, like, I actually know the owner of Viore, you know, like just when they first started in a garage out here in San Diego. So like, I have a pretty unique background, I would say, when it comes to, to my buying and my reselling, because it is something that I've always truly enjoyed. And I've always loved fashion and um, just products and stuff, I guess. In general. Can I share the two things I learned from you, Jen? Yeah, absolutely. I remember when we were shopping at that store that had the um, free people samples. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, Uh um, and you, you just said two things that kind of stuck with me. And one of them was, um, and don't quote me something along these lines, but it was, it was something to the effect, like you're, you know, in, in regular retail, the markup is not 300%. Like, so sometimes um, what I would want to get for something was over ambitious, you know, like if you could double your money or triple your money, like that was actually a really good return. And that, that was a higher return in some cases than a lot of these retailers would get like, you know, beyond yoga or whatever, if they were selling their yoga pants for a hundred dollars, you know, they maybe paid 60 for them wholesale or whatever. And profit margins were much smaller. And that was just a moment for me to just kind of, because at the time we were, we were doing retail arbitrage. So I was like looking at things and wanting to like buy for 10 and sell for 80. And you're like, well, it may not. Because that was like your mindset. That's what you knew. And and there is nowhere like thrifting, right. That has those types of margins. So when you do get into that, like retail arbitrage, which I think is more common now for people, you know, and they're a little bit less scared of going into it than they were probably even at the time that we, we were doing mm-hmm. that, Lori. Right, um, right. You know, but I think it's just about shifting your mindset, right? Absolutely. And evolving your business too. But that was a really good little nugget that I learned from you. And now what I do with Amazon, my margins are like peanuts um, on a lot <laughs> of things. So, I mean, now I'm like, now I get slammed over the head with it on a daily basis. But um, <laughs> And then the other thing that I thought was interesting was we were looking at different patterns of a dress or something. And I had like every color in my hand and you would put back like the yellow and green. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, these are really cute. Why don't you yeah. like these? And, and you said something to the effect about like, <laughs> research that, you know, when you were a buyer, those colors like were the ones that would sit and get clearanced out all the time. So you kind yeah. of stayed away from yeah. yellow and green <laughs> as a general rule. I was like, and now, now I, I can't look at green sweaters anymore. Like I just can't. I mean, I, you I ruined it now. <laughs> but no, like, I feel like we shopped for one day and I learned those things from you. And, and I think it's a lot to do with your background. And, um, you know, it's just like, and that, that stuff was just like, there you just throwing that stuff around, you know, like you just, that's just stuff, you know, and, and that was yeah. not my background. So it was, it was just interesting that day. Um, to, to pick up on those tidbits from you. And I think that is like just scratching the surface. Oh, well, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that really helped you out. And I'm happy to share, you know, like my knowledge and everything. Cause when I was, you know, buying, I was buying for multi-million dollar departments and my job was on the line, right. Whether or not things sold, whether or not we had sell through, right. um, depending on how much I sold was also depending on how much money I knew money I had, right. To buy new stuff too. Like you're open to buy it's called, right. So what do you have open to buy? Um, it depends on the, your sales numbers. So you want to burn through all that product. You know, it's not just, um, a big thing where you're just like, I'm buying this just because I like it. I <laughs> was always very right. dangerous. I always remember saying like, when you're buying stuff, 
don't buy what you like. You have to, you have to see the bigger picture, you know, because our tastes might be very, very specific and there's nothing wrong with that. If that is what you want to do and you find success with that, but you know, if you're trying to run a business where you're trying to appeal to the masses and appeal to more buyers, then that is something that you do have to consider. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to share. Um, you know, I've had so many changes myself. Um, I was just going to say you're, you're a mommy now. And when you first um, started this, you weren't right. That's, that's a very, very big change. And I'm more than happy to talk about that too. Cause I know we have a lot of parents, you know, who mm-hmm. listen to the podcast and I'm happy to, you know, talk about that part of my journey with you guys, you know, that has definitely changed a lot for me. Um, but we all go through, go through seasons of life, right? So yes, this is do. the season that I'm in right now. And I'm excited, you know, to see what the next chapters hold, what next year holds, all that good stuff. And uh, another big change is moving, you know, uh, and I'm happy to share that journey as well. I was incredibly comfortable where I was in New England when it came to reselling. Um, you know, I have to say, I don't know how many of you out there have ever moved as an adult, you know, to a new place. Um it's really tough. It's really, really tough, especially when you don't have like a traditional and I'm using air quote, you know, jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, that's generally where you meet people, right. Where you meet new friends. And I was working from home, you know, at the time when I moved from new England, my company from California, let me stay on. And so I was like, well, why not? You know, I'm not going (laughs) to rush into an office. And also I did not want to drive in the snow. (laughs) (laughs) I don't blame. That's the real reason. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to get up at six o'clock in the morning to help shovel the driveway. <laughs> so, you know, I stayed home and um, that was really hard for me. Really, really hard. Those first few years are really tough because um, I didn't make any friends. You know, I had my family that was out there, my husband's family. Um, and it was really tough and, and reselling you know, it started as a hobby for me, but it turned into so much more for me out there. Um, you know, as we said before. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, you guys are two of my very closest friends out there. You really are, you know, and it was, and it was hard. And I really lived for those group meetups and getting to know people, you know, because it's nice to meet, you know, other kooky people like you that like the same things, right? (laughs) And you get all done. only so much our husbands want to listen to. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. He had no, Matt never has a problem. Like, I'm going to go hang out with Lori. Bye. See ya. Yes. Same thing with Jen when Jen was still here. I was like, I'm going to go to lunch with Jen. Okay. See you later. Like, go, go do your little reseller thing and hang out and talk, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, reselling mentally for me was incredibly helpful. Incredibly helpful. It helped me build my social network out there. Yeah. It helped me bring, build friendships. Um, you know, and I, and I learned all about New England, honestly, you guys from driving around, you know, driving up to New Hampshire to see what are those bins all about? I had never been to New Hampshire, but I was like, okay, let's go, you know, to Maine, to Connecticut, to all around Massachusetts. You can well. cover a lot of ground in a day in New England as, <laughs> as, you can. Can. as opposed to California. You're like, yeah, yeah. Here. yeah as to California. California. And, uh, yeah, no, you're, you're exactly right, Lori. So you know, I'm happy to talk about that journey because it has been a challenge now coming back to my hometown in San Diego, California. And um, thrifting out here is completely different. And I'm happy to share all of that too. You know, what's the difference between East Coast versus West Coast the pricing? What are the brands that are you seeing? You know, all, all that good stuff. That'd be and, really interesting because I think yeah. currently, like when Daniela and I chat, we're, we're seeing a lot of the same stuff. And right. I think that'll be, that will enrich the um, dynamic of the conversation because you are West Coast now. So I think that'll be, that'll bring something really new to Thrifters Villa. And I think that's exciting. Sorry, I got to let Lulu out. <laughs> <That's> no worries. <laughs> but yes, I'm uh, excited and I'll be there for the holiday season. 
Yes. And let me just tell you people, I'm coming with an empty suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> be careful. Jen's going to be thrifting everywhere. Careful. I will be thrifting. <laughs> Other New England resellers go away. Just Beware. Be. Beware. <laughs> I will be cleaning house, mostly for myself, but... <laughs> Yeah. And we'll be able to get together, you know, and hopefully all three of us will be able to get together while you're here, Jen. That would be nice too, if we could all get together and make that work. I know the holidays are tough, but hopefully you're here for a while. So that gives us a little bit of time to plan. Yeah, that is nice. I'm here. I'm going to be there for a while, which is really, really nice. And um, yeah, we'll definitely get together and figure out something because I mean, it's, it's always fun to thrift, thrift with a friend. I think so. Yeah, of course. And you taught us so much too about thrifting and everything. And, and uh, just like Lori, you taught me, I I mean, um, like Lori had said, Jen, you taught me a lot about brands, but not necessarily specific brands, but like what to look for when I'm looking at a brand. And I think that's what, because I was so new to reselling when we first met, like that's Mm -hmm. what I really clung on to like when I when I did start to talk to you online on Instagram and then we met in person everything for me it was that um okay she really gets like she really knows her stuff when it comes to certain brands she knows what the brands are but she also knows what I should be looking for and teaching me these things and I think that for me that was the most valuable thing for me to learn because now I'm using that as I'm growing as a seller and growing as someone in the community I take those little tips that you've taught me along the way and that's how now I investigate for different things and then I learn about different brands along the way because of that. So yeah, it's, it's been, it's been great to learn that from you. Well, I'm so glad. I'm so grateful that you, that you took my, my advice. I mean, <laughs> you sounded like you knew what you were talking about. <laughs> I fooled them all. <laughs> I made it now. Now I'm like, oh. Like, you know, what they say, like, just like, we're all just faking it till we make it. I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sometimes it feels that way. <laughs> no, I'm excited. I'm excited to be a part of this and, you know, always honor what Thrifter Villa is, was, and can be. And, you know, although I'm not Italian, I can be Italian at heart. So don't worry. <laughs> you can pretend. It's fine. <laughs> yes. Don't I'll worry. teach you some things. It's okay. <laughs> Thanks. Exactly. Hey, as long as I'm fed, I don't care. Flair, which I love so much. Yeah. <laughs> you can bring the Hispanic flair. That's right. Absolutely. Hey, I mean, both of our cultures are just about food and family. It, so that's basically true. food and family. That's all that really matters in our culture. So it's basically the same that. thing. The language is similar. It's fine. One of the same. <laughs> well, here is to new beginnings for Thrifters yes. Villa. I wish you guys the best um, on your new journey together. And I will be tuning in on the other side. Well, this is going to be interesting. I have to tell us your real review, Lori. Real <laughs> review as a listener. <laughs> what you think. I used to love listening when you did coffee talk. Like I loved one yeah. of my, um, one of my favorite episodes with your coffee talk uh, with getting to know somebody was with Dion. I, I found her. Oh my God. Absolutely fascinating. And yeah, yeah, so I I have been a listener actually. (laughs) We'll continue to be. Well, Jen and I obviously want to wish you so much luck and just Mm -hmm. so much growth in that YouTube channel of yours that is just taking off and you are just crushing it on YouTube, Lori. Like you are someone that I look to when it comes to YouTube. Like I have a little baby YouTube channel. Yes, it's growing, but it's a little baby YouTube channel and your channel. That is how I even came to know who you were was from your channel. And I was hooked from day one and you have grown that community from the ground up and it is so impressive. And I can't wait to see all of the amazing things that you have planned in the coming years for that channel. Well, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, Yes. That's how I think I met, I, I met you too for the first time. I remember being like, wait, who's this woman reviewing something about New right. England? I'm like, Lauren oh Tata, she's in New England. <laughs> I, was like, I need I to be friends with her. <laughs> I know it took me a year to come up with my name because I, I really need, I really wanted to represent New England because I knew there were a lot of us out there and we were very much underrepresented in the mm-hmm. reseller community on YouTube. Um, and I think my name, I think there were a lot of, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of content creators out there, but nobody with like a name that would necessarily be a, you know, screaming flag like Boston. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's been fun. And, and, and I think because of it, I, I've 
been able to meet people like you guys, you know, who kind of tuned in to like, maybe see what it might be about. And yeah. So anyways, yeah. To new beginnings. Yes. To new beginnings. Um, We are excited. We, all three of us are excited for each other. We're excited for what's to hold in 2022, whether it's business related, not business related, whatever it is, this is definitely a time of family and holiday time and reflection and all of that wonderful stuff that comes with it. And um, yeah, that's it guys. Uh, Jen and I have some things planned for January and for the rest of the month, we have some guests that we're trying to get on, yes. um, some expert matter matter guests. We have some Patreon produced episodes that we're going to do. Um, but first and foremost, we're going to have a nice little sit down with Jen in the next episode. And you guys can really get to know her and her style and everything mm-hmm. um, because I want to do that for you, Jen, too. So you have an opportunity to talk to the, our community here and um, then get to know you on a more personal level. Absolutely. And then, yeah, we are going to do our roundtable again. I know we mentioned it in the beginning of this episode. It was one of our favorite things that Lori and I did. And um, Jen agreed and thought it would be a great idea to do it for yes. the end of this year as well. So we will be posting about that on social media uh, within the next few days and how you can enter to be on that episode. We would love to have every single person on the episode, but it would just simply be impossible (laughs) to do. So we have to find a way to narrow it down. Um, Probably have four or five people on with us and just have that intimate conversation again. We really can't wait to do that with everyone. So that's it. We will be back next week. Lori, thank you. Thank you, Daniela. Thank you for reaching out to me that day and having the vision for Thrifters Villa. Um, You wanted the podcast and you brought it here and you were going to continue to carry the torch. So you're going to do a great job. Thank you. And Jen, I'll be back. I'll come up. I'll be listening on the other end. You guys take care. (laughs) Thank you everyone. Thrifters Villa. I love you guys so much. I love this community. I'm really going to miss you. This is a different type of communication than I have on YouTube and, um, and, and I, and I value it a lot and I'm going to miss it a lot. So please listeners don't be a stranger. And, um, yeah, that's all be, that's all come visit. (laughs) All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks everybody signing off. Bye. Bye. Bye.